So, I want to pose a question to you guys. Are you wasting time and energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter? How do I stop comparing myself to others? There are so many women I look up to, but I have a hard time watching their success without having it negatively impact my self-esteem. All right, thank you for this wonderful question and really, really being transparent over how you're feeling around others. Um, I think that's really hard to assess. Most of us, at least when we're feeling insecure, um, don't actually realize that it's um, that we're tri being triggered. So I just want to applaud you right now for actually acknowledging and recognizing when you're triggered and who's triggering you. That is already incredible and you've already done a lot of the work there. So now I actually want to go to the difference between jealousy and envy. So growing up, I used to be jealous. Every time I saw other people like you that had amazing things that I looked up to, that I admired, it would just trigger something inside me. And it would trigger something that made me feel worse about myself. Now, over time, what I realized is the fact that I was getting triggered and feeling worse was it was highlighting the things I either wasn't doing or that I was using as an excuse or I was just, um, I gave myself the out by just saying, well, I'm not good at it. And so every time I would see someone that I would admire, that would do something that I thought I couldn't do or wasn't there yet or was incapable of doing, it would start to create an emotion in me, made me feel badly about myself. It would make, it would shine a light onto myself. And then that would highlight all the things that I either thought I was bad at, insecure over. And so you can imagine when that happens, just like you said, it actually does impact your self-esteem. It makes you feel worse about yourself. All right. Just like everything that I always talk about, when something doesn't serve me, I try to stop it. When I can't stop it, I think of other ways that it can serve me. Jealousy doesn't serve me. Jealousy only made it worse. It made me feel worse about myself, which, when, which then put me into a bit of a spiral about how useless I was, how bad I was at things. And it would start to really start um, creating this repeat cycle in my head, and then that would become a habit, and now all I'm doing is repeating over and over about how bad I am doesn't serve me. So now I take that very same thing and I say, how can I look at other people, this thing that makes me feel worse about myself, this thing that's shining a light on how bad I am, how do I turn that and make it amazing? How do I take my kryptonite and make it my superpower? Because that's ultimately the goal, guys. How can we take something and to use it to our advantage, to actually serve what we're trying to freaking do? And so this situation with someone that you admire is now making you feel badly. How do you spin it? Okay, first of all, acknowledging where you are right now. Right now, you actually may not be able to spin it. Right now, the emotions of how much is triggering you may be just too difficult. So I really want to make sure that I start there, that if that is happening, sometimes you just have to maybe stop looking at them. You maybe have to stop following them. You maybe have to stop engaging in the things that they do. In the time, maybe just the for the time being, maybe just for the time being. But don't worry if that's what you need. Remember, right now, the first step into this evolution, into looking at amazing people and having them be an inspiration, is to just acknowledge where you are. Maybe you're not able to look at them as an inspiration yet. So give yourself the freaking grace. Give yourself the grace right now to say, this person triggers me and I'm going to work on it. I'm not just going to accept it. I'm going to work on it. But for right now, I just can't look at them for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Now you can work on yourself. You can work on that, that trigger of why that really impacted you. So let's say, for instance, I look at Oprah and I say, how amazing she is at hosting. 
And I'm like, well, shit, that triggers all the insecurity inside me. It triggers all the things that I'm not good at. The fact that I come in front of the camera and I mess up. The fact that I'm mumbling over my words. The fact... All these things that I can look at open and go, oh my God, she's so freaking fire. She keeps her cool. She never seems anxious on, on camera. She never seems like she stumbles. She never seems like she's lost her freaking words. Now I could use that as a detriment and say how bad I am, or I can go, all right, if she did it, I can do it too. If she did it, how can I do it too? Guys, that's freaking envy. That's when you can look at someone so mind-blowingly amazing so mind-blowingly amazing and not let it be detrimental to your self-esteem but actually in fact be the complete opposite see it as a freaking inspiration and i'm telling you the only way you can do that the only way you can take someone that you admire and see them as an inspiration instead of seeing them as intimidation is looking at where you are right now seeing where your insecurities are acknowledging your insecurities and one by one working on building those insecurities up so that when you do when you then see oprah or whoever it is that person that is inspiring you or maybe triggering you you can then take them for a beautiful teacher you can take them as a beautiful mentor you can look at their life you can look at how they've shown up every day and then you can say how do i do that too so freaking powerful, but it all starts with assessing where you are and then with grace, identifying what you need to work on and step-by-step step working on those things. And then eventually being able to look at that freaking badass and admiring them and seeing them as inspiration. How do you exude confidence without offending others, especially people in a position of power when I disagree with what they're saying or have a different take on an issue? All right, so the key here is when, um, when are you exuding confidence and when are you spilling over into being super obnoxious and super arrogant? There is a fine line. And how I assess the fine line is how do you treat other people? Do you come in and exude confidence and try and tear them down while you're exuding confidence? Um, or are you showing them beauty, grace, respect, but still holding your own? Because that's the difference. If you come in, you try to bring someone else down to make yourself feel confident, that is when you've spilled over. And yes, you are absolutely offending and disrespecting others, if I can be so honest. When you are treating other people like they um, do not exist, that their opinions do not count or their opinions do not matter, that is when you are exceeding your confidence into arrogance and being obnoxious. So there are fine lines. So really it is what is the intention you have in your heart? Are you trying to enlighten the situation when you come into the, com uh, come into the meeting, let's say? Are you um, trying to make other people feel less confident so that you can bring yourself up? Um, how are you actually, what is your intention? Let's start there. So now if you know, my intention is really cute. Pure, I really want to come into the conversation and not offend other people, great. That's where we're gonna go into the second part of this question, where you are worried that you don't want to offend people in power, especially when you disagree with them. All right, so this is when it comes in and says, what are the words you are choosing? If you walk into any situation and you're just like, you're wrong, where does that leave someone? When someone comes to you and says, you're wrong, where does that leave you? You either get defenses or you put walls up. But it's very hard to go, oh, okay, tell me. Tell me all the ways that I'm wrong. It's just difficult, even if that's the right answer. So 
Go, knowing that that happens with you, how do you go into a meeting and disagree with someone? What words do you use? What are the choice of words that you use in that situation? Are you trying to demean someone? Are you trying to pull them down? Or are you just trying to say, hey, actually, I don't agree with you there, and this is why. You can absolutely do that with respect. Now, here's the tricky thing. I don't know who you're talking to, so I don't know how they will respond. Because even if you go into it, this is key, guys. Even if you go into this situation, go, all right, I'm going to go in there with respect. I'm going to go in there with pure of heart because I disagree, but I actually am doing it in, you know, in good of the company, in good of the team, in good of the group, in good of this person. If you go in there with the intention, then that will come across. So making sure that you go into that situation with the right intention and using the right words so that the other person doesn't put their walls up. And now... What happens when you disagree if they push back? How do you handle it? What do you say? Because there's one thing about how you go into the situation, but you can't control how the other person's going to re react. So let's take two scenarios. One scenario is you come in with utter respect and you say, hey, I'm really sorry. I actually know that you think like that, but I actually disagree. You know, no hard feelings, but this is why I disagree. Great. You've said no hard feelings. You've gone in and say, hey, I just want to respect you, but I actually disagree. You're being really um, respectful. And the other person shuts you down. I don't know what you're the hell you, who you think you are. You know, you need to stay in your lane. Let's just say that's the pushback you get. How do you respond to that? Even if you're confident in what you've said, how do you respond to that? Do you escalate or do you come back with confidence in being firm on your position, because that's the key, guys. If I have confidence in what I'm saying, you can come at me. And here's the great news. If you come at me, I'm actually going to listen, because I'm so confident in my idea. I'm like, you can't even change my mind. But now here's the thing. Because I'm confident, and you let's say you say something that actually makes me change my mind, I'm the type of person that will embrace it and be like, oh, my God, I was so confident over here. I thought for sure that was the winning answer. But man, you've just convinced me why. And now I actually agree you're the right person. Now, I can say that to you as someone coming to me if you come with confidence, grace, and respect. So it works both ways. If you've come to me and I'm the one that's confident, you try and bring me down, you try and like break down my idea of all the confidence that I have, and you're right, I'm confident in myself to go, oh my God, you're so right. So now here's the question. If you're the one coming into these moments where you're saying, you, how do I come in and have the grace and how do I come in with confidence and not offend people? You've got to be so bloody confident in not just the idea, but confident in the outcome, confident in the fact that you want what is right. And if that means someone comes to you with a different idea that is better than yours, are you confident to meet that with a yes and a handshake and a, oh my God, I was wrong? Because let me freaking tell you, that is the power of confidence. Confidence isn't about being right or wrong. So if you go into it, the reason why I really wanted to go there to, with this answer is because if you really get it, confidence isn't just me coming into a room and saying why I disagree. Confidence is someone disagreeing with me and me being able to admit that they're right. 
that freaking takes confidence. Now, if you can get to that point, which is just a practice, guys, it is just a practice. It is getting told so many times why you are wrong and being able to meet it with grace and recognize when they are right. And it gets easier, it gets easier, it gets easier. And it's practice, practice, practice. So that you get to the point that you can walk into these meetings with confidence, with people with power, say what you think, even when you disagree, and still being able to leave with utter confidence, no matter where the conversation goes. That, my friend, is freaking confidence. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. How do I accept praise or recognition at work without downplaying my achievements? Oh my God, how many of us do this? How many of us? Thank you for asking this question because I think you're about to help so many other people because we've all been there. All right. I don't want to be presumptive, but most of the time women 
have this problem where someone says thank you. And in fact, I was literally in this group. I was with these women, what was it, maybe a week ago. And one woman is like, oh my God, you're so good at this. And the other woman literally, no, 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 what are you talking about? No, it was you. Third woman comes in, no, thank you, but actually it was you, you're amazing. And I'm freaking standing there going, what is happening? These three incredible females, incredible, are all like literally giving each other praise and they can't accept it. Women that I so admire, and I was like, what is happening? They're all confident, they're all freaking power players. And yet, in these moments, they're all just telling each other how amazing, no, 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 you're amazing. Yes, 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 I know I did that, but let me tell you, when you did this, no one can accept a compliment. And then, even if we can accept it, we immediately ping pong and tell the other person why they're even freaking better. Now, here's the thing, it's sometimes actually beautiful, right? Let's just take a moment. It's actually beautiful that we want to make other people around us feel amazing. So I don't want to diminish that. I don't want to negate that or actually block that out. It is beautiful that we want each other to feel amazing. But God damn it, come on people. We do it in total detriment to ourselves. We literally do it in total detriment to ourselves. Ask any of my friends, I call them out. I literally am like, please stop trying to um, ping pong. When I say you're amazing, stop trying to, um, what is it, deflect? Can you just say thank you? And literally, it's like a mission I'm on now. Every time I compliment someone, if they cannot say thank you, I stop them and go, wait, just take it. Just take the fucking compliment. I'll take the compliment if you want. And that, as you can see, guys, I feel so passionate about it. Like, literally, I'm out of breath because of it. But I'm making it a point. I'm absolutely making a point that when someone comes up to me and recognizes the effort I've put in, I recognize now that it is detrimental to myself to not accept it. So now, what do I do? How do we actually do it? Because it's one thing, yes, yes, I know, Lisa, it's one thing to actually say, it's a whole other thing to actually do it. 100% I agree, which is why we always need a freaking game plan, people. We need a game plan. So the game plan is so simple. The very next time someone says something you've done amazing, you are going to repeat after me. Thank you. You. That's it, guys. Literally, this is where I started. When I started to realize that I was doing this and I was literally like ping-ponging, I wasn't accepting any praise or any like recognition of the hard work I know I actually put in. Like, I'm not talking about bullshit, like, oh yeah, I got this. Work I actually freaking put in and don't downplay it. And I needed to stop pushing it off. I realized and recognized with all the work that I do, with all the amount of incredible women I have on my show. I realized I was doing a detriment to myself. So rule number one, the very next time someone pats you on the back for something you know you freaking deserve. And guys, I don't have to explain. You know, you know. When you feel that and someone says something, the very next thing you're going to say is, thank you so much. I want you to practice and then stop talking. <laughs> This is where I was, oh, thank you so much, but, and then you start all the things of what went wrong, or like, oh, how someone helped you. Maybe someone did help you. Maybe a thousand things did bloody go wrong. But what the F? Why can't we just take the thing that we've worked hard for as recognition of what we did? So 
Now, I hope that I've convinced you in these last few minutes I've been talking that you are now going to, the very next time someone says something, you are going to recognize it and say thank you so much. And if you need another word or another phrase, because maybe you need to say some more words like I often do, you say, thank you so much for recognizing. I really worked hard at that. Write that down, guys, right now. Get out a pen and paper and write those words down. Thank you so much for recognizing it. I really worked hard at that. It's not being boastful. It's actually acknowledging the freaking hard work you put in. And we have to stop pushing that away. Stop thinking that we are boasting or that it means that we're big head. If we accept the compliments that actually come with recognizing that we freaking busted our asses, we showed up time and time again, and we did the work, period. Now, homies, let's freaking own that shit. Do you believe in fake it till you make it mentality? All right, people, this is where you see the truth about Lisa Bilyeu. Who gives a shit? Like, I'm really honest. Do, I, do you actually care if you have to fake it or not fake it to get the dream and life you want? Like, we put, we put ourselves so much in, like, well, you shouldn't be faking it. It's like, well, honestly, life's bloody difficult enough. Building confidence, it's freaking difficult enough. So if you need to fake it to build a bit of competence in order for you to get confidence, go ham. If faking it feels false for you and that doesn't feel natural and you actually don't want to fake it and you want to walk into an area and just own all the problems and all the inadequacies that you have and that's how you're going to do it and that's how you're going to eventually build competence in order to get confidence. Amazing! But the truth is we're so focused on, oh my God, but we shouldn't say this and oh my God, but we shouldn't say that and no, I shouldn't be faking and what about imposter syndrome? No, I can't be called an imposter. Oh my God. Ah. Why are we wasting precious time and freaking energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter, the things that actually don't move the needle? Because guys, the reason why I stand in front of the camera all the time, every day, the reason why I do this show, the reason why I have this freaking YouTube channel is to basically say, what life do you want? And how on earth do you get there? If I can help, freaking A. That's it. I'm not here to dictate what life you should have. I'm not here to dictate the path you should take. I'm just giving you advice on how the hell you get to the dream and the goal. And if that means you have to fake it, go ham. If that means faking it doesn't feel right, then don't. But honestly, look at what serves you and use more of it and stop using what doesn't serve you and stop using what doesn't serve you, that's it. So honestly, I don't, um, the reason why I kind of just like, I actually went a bit off this answer and not giving you tactics is because I really actually do believe to my freaking core that we hold meaning to things and the meaning we hold to things can really freaking hold us back people. And worrying about whether I'm faking it or not, worrying about whether I have imposter syndrome or not, or whether I should be even saying the word imposter syndrome, is just actually taking time and energy away from me focusing on how the hell I get to the goal in life that I want in the first place. So, if I want to be in business and I have to fake feeling confident to walk into the room, and it's the only way I can muster 
walking into the bloody room, then you better believe I'm going to fake it. But if I walk into a room and the faking makes me feel inauthentic and now I'm pretending to be someone I'm not, you better believe I'm not going to fake it. So, I want to pose a question to you guys. Are you wasting time and energy on worrying about the things that actually don't matter? Because if you are, I want you to reframe right this freaking second and just look at the things and ask yourself, does it serve me? Yes, do more of it. Does it not serve me? No, do a hell of a lot less of it. And that is how you figure out whether you should fake it or not fake it. I know my inner critic affects my confidence negatively, but I can't seem to turn it off. How can I change my inner critic to be more positive and give my confidence a boost? Oh my God, I love this. You're using my words. This is lit literally, this was the problem that I had. Everyone kept saying, oh no, no, you speak nicely to yourself, Lisa. What do you mean you say mean things to you? No, that's not right. You should be nice to yourself. Now I'm trying to be nice to myself and the inner critic and she won't freaking shut up. So what, so what was happening? I was basically just beating myself up over the fact that I was beating myself and couldn't switch her off. That didn't work. Now I'm just literally doubling up on the problem and now my inner crit critic just bloody duplicated. So I actually love the way that you framed it. How can I change my inner critic? Because that was what I realized I had to do. She just kept being mean. She was just being cruel. I couldn't stop it, made it worse. So now I had to realize, just like I'm, like I'm always saying, guys, if it serves you, do more of it. If it doesn't serve you, don't do more of it. So I realized this negative woman, this negative bitch in my head is just being cruel. So how the hell, if I can't switch her off, how the hell do I change her? And that is what I started to focus on. And I love analogies. I need to feel a certain way. Emotions make a difference. So I was like, all right, this chaperone, this passenger is freaking non-stop. How do I change the way that I see her? Hmm, all right. Well, what about if she was your kind friend? Kind friend, not a cruel friend, a kind friend. The reason why I say kind friend is what do you expect your true freaking friends or your partner to always be with you? Honest, honest is my answer. So I'm always looking for my close friends and my partner to be honest with me. Now, what if I'm asking them for feedback about something and I'm saying, I really want you to tell me the truth. What do you think about this? Did you think I did a good job or not? If they're your friend and they care about you and they saw you and they were like, oh, oh God, she wasn't very good at that. I'm expecting them to be honest with me and say, I'm so proud that you got up there, but I actually think you need to work on this, this, and this. I think you can improve here and here. If they just said, oh my God, you're freaking amazing. That's not, a, in my opinion, that is not an honest friend. They are more concerned about your emotions and what you actually need in life and what you've actually wanted, ask them to be, which is honest. So now, when they are honest and they start telling you all the things you need to improve on or change, because they're your friend and because you've asked them to be honest, you embrace it. Ah, that's where we're going with this, guys. Take your negative voice, the bitch in your head, and if she was a friend, how were you able to put a blanket around her and your arm, give her a hug and a warm cup of tea and sit down with your mate and ask her, what are you doing wrong? What is the critic trying to say? And now what you do, guys, is you just take your pen and paper and you repeat, even when it stings, you repeat, she's my friend, she's my friend, she's my friend. And you write down all the things she's saying. And now actually assess, maybe she's right. 
Maybe you are really bad at all these things and that's why you're getting anxiety. Maybe she's saying, oh my God, imposter syndrome, you have no idea what you're doing walking into that room. Maybe she's right. And because she's right, maybe you can say, oh my God, you're right, I don't know what I'm talking about going into this room. I'd better get prepared. And now you have the opportunity to then get prepared. And so you've taken this critic in your, in your head and you've now made her your coach. You've taken the critic and you've made her your coach. And that is how honestly you take something that can be crippling, that really can be paralyzing, and how you use it as one of your best and biggest freaking superpowers. Because when you can see that your critic is your coach, that the bitch is your BFF, it can be freaking game changing. And the reason why it's game changing is because now what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to try and get better over time instead of letting that critic stop you. And with trying, guys, with wax on and wax off like in Karate Kid, when you finally have to step up to the plate, you're going to freaking knock it out the park. Why? Because you've practiced and you've practiced. And over the time, as you've practiced, you become more competent and more competent and more competent. And once you, that starts to happen, you start to become more confident. And that is how you take the bitch in your head and give it the biggest confidence boost it's ever had.